right, guys, we're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina at the Reawaken Tour, tour and with Chandler. Now, Chandler, tell me, uh, what, what, what's your story, and what's this uh, coffee that you're all about, the veteran-owned coffee brand? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I'm a combat veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I served from December of 2003 to uh, February of 2005, so I did a 14-month tour, and in that time, uh, I developed a severe case of post-traumatic stress. Okay. And upon redeployment, I was diagnosed with, with I didn't know anything about, I'd never heard of that term before. Yeah, well, so, how do you get that? What was it from? Uh, primarily just from from the what we had to see. I saw several of my, my brothers in arms die in, in front of me, as well as Iraqi civilians just die hor- horrific ways. Really? Um, but... Just, just continually being out there every day on a, on a daily basis, um, you don't know what piece of trash is going to blow up on you. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you you really um, you just you just begin to feel like you know anything possibly could could explode on you. So it just you, you get this level of stress. Your body starts producing more adrenaline than it normally p- produces. And after you stay in that environment for more than six months, most doctors say that there's a whole physiological change that takes place mm. mentally, which has a direct effect on, on, on your body as well. So it's just like... During this tour, we're... Uh, bring up your mic a little bit. During this tour that you were doing and people were, your friends were dying and stuff like that, what was the war about? What was it over? Uh, what was well, this, why were you there? Like, why, well, for, for the mission, it was to help rebuild... Uh, the Iraqi community. So going in, um, helping to fight members, previous members of the Ba'ath Party who were resistant as far as that, that change that was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we also did projects within the community. Mm-hmm. We were also looking for insurgents and these sort of things who were being funded by former members of the Ba'ath Party. Uh, so that consisted of us raiding homes, uh, performing quick reactionary force, fixed site security, or uh, district advisory council meetings with generals of the military with uh, these prominent figures of, of the Ba'ath Party in, in Baghdad. Did you feel like you were really helping the people, or did you feel you shouldn't be there? There's a lot of people that are conflicted with these wars, and they're like, you know, I know you're being told what to do, but you're there. Did you feel like, I don't know if we should be here. I think I see a little corruption over here, or, you know, is there anything like that? Well, I can say this. I know that we had intel of where Osama bin Laden was before we even went to Iraq. Okay. And so we, we basically said, hey, if we go to Afghanistan, I'm going to start in Afghanistan. If we go to Pakistan, um, we'll know we're on the, the, right. the, the real mission. If not, then we might be going to handle uh, uh, someone else's business. Right. But even even in that, we, we were, I know we were able to help a lot of, like, um, uh, you know the Iraqi civilians, the, the the children. There was there was just a lot of uh, censorship by uh, Saddam, mm-hmm. who was in there. But at the same time, he knew the mindset of the people. So he knew what what would work right. with the mindsets of people. He knew what didn't. So there was a lot of unruly civil uh, uh, rest, uncivil rest within Iraq, especially when we showed up on the scene. And um, in that sense, uh, I don't believe that necessarily benefited the people. And also, too, you know, the electrical grid and everything was just, you know, yeah, bombed back to, to the caveman days. Oh, so, really? Yeah, it was bad. 
It was bad. Like, they didn't have any electricity at night. We would pass out chem lights on patrols. Uh, they didn't set up, like, a solar system? or No, there was nothing like that. They, they, had, they had limited power during the day, uh, but for the majority of the time at night, they had, they had no power. But they had all the oil, right? They had the oil, but the, the oil fields are burning. Like, when we, when we were driving up into Iraq, you could see the... the are they the, the, doing that on purpose, burning the oil fields? I believe so. I think that kind of goes back to uh, OPEC okay. and the original uh, five founding countries who, right. were, who were part of OPEC. And them seeing, you know, hey, this, this oil is, is going to be distributed somewhere else. So if, if we can't have it, no one can have it sort of, sort of thing. Uh, let me ask you a little conspiracy people mm-hmm. might want to know with bin Laden. A lot of people think he uh, wasn't in Pakistan, that they killed a double Mm-hmm. Any truth do you think to that? <laughs> I've seen I've seen the photo that they released. Okay, and and so there I know the photo itself is superimposed. I don't know if that's because they didn't want to release a, a, an actual photo, but I do believe that there was there was some. I don't believe that that's actually him. I don't, but I know that the news agencies right. were releasing uh, that photo to to the public. Maybe it's because that's what was given to them. But right. it clearly looks like. Like, they showed it. They have it online, like, you can Google I've seen it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, two photos merging into one, but yeah, if you look at it, right. it, it seems like... And another thing is, why would the military take his body and give him and put him in the ocean? Right. Like, this guy just supposedly, mm-hmm. we our audience is supposedly on the air, 9-11, had this done, right? Mm. The worst guy. Let's re- give him respect and... Put him in the ocean, right? Wasn't it done out of respect for his culture? Or sure. It? Yeah, I think it was done out of respect to uh, Islam. Right. So, so Why? They had, they had to be buried within 24 hours or something. Why even give him that respect? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. Yeah, there, there's, there's Do you know of any, of your guy, any of your buddies that were there? Oh, they felt that, yeah. I mean, any of your buddies were there, part of that mission, or even on that oh, boat? We, we, well, we weren't. See, I, I served from uh, 2002 to 2010, so I had gotten out right before... It happened? That, yeah, that happened. Okay. But, I mean, it, it surely, I mean, even amongst the people I served with, I mean, we were, you know, texting back and forth. Oh, did you see? Did you see? Right. And they were know, asking? Yeah, they were asking questions. Okay. Yeah, they were, they were skeptical. All so. right. Were you guys skeptical about 9-11 at all? Uh, I believe I as, as, as we continued that journey in, in, into Iraq and, the, and, you know, some of the, some of the things that we, we were seeing and being witness to yeah. over there, there, there was questions that, that began to arise. But I, I honestly didn't, didn't really, I was actually there standing at ground zero the first day that um, uh, they opened up that area. So they, okay. had, they had it cordoned. I was living up there. Mm-hmm. and uh, walked down to the financial district where the WTC buildings are located, and they had just opened it up. So as you're walking from Union Square, which is where the, the subway is, as you pass through Soho mm-hmm. um, to get to the financial district, I mean, my eyes were immediately burning. I could barely breathe. Okay. Um, there was people with masks on. Yeah. You know, and before that, I worked construction, and we were framing walls with metal studs, so I knew that smell. Oh, okay. That smell of burning metal. Yeah. And that's the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, that's burning metal. Yeah. You know? So we walked down there, and we witnessed to it, and I looked at a buddy of mine who I was with at the time, and I said, I'm seriously thinking about joining. He's like, well, you go. Uh-huh. And three months later, I, was, I, I joined uh, with the Army. 
wow. January 2002 and until 2010. But um, seeing what I saw there, I didn't really understand. I'd never heard anything about Building 7, anything like that. I think uh, Alex Jones had released yeah. um, a, a documentary investigating that. Well, yeah, Building project. 7 fell during a live broadcast. Right. And I remember watching that. Um, and even Trump. Trump was, you know, calling it out, yeah. like, within the first two days, saying there may be something more going on here than meets the eye. Yeah. What do you think about the military now, what they're trying to do to them and this whole woke agenda that they're, you know, does it does it seem like they're getting rid of the real patriots in the army or the military? Or it seems like it to me. It does. Yeah. I mean, granted, uh, when I was in the anthrax vaccine was mandatory. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't think of anything of it. We were we were told that, you know, they had nuclear, biological, chemical weapons. Saddam is, you know, full of nerve agent and everything else. Anthrax okay. was, a, was a possibility that they said we would be attacked with. So in the sake of survival, it's like, hey, get this. And it was mandatory for two years. After the two years, once they realized there was no. Yeah. Um, Do you guys feel like you're guinea pigs? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, we went through, I think it was like seven shots over like a two-month period of time. Really? And each time they, they put it in, into your arm. I mean, it's burned all the way up to the neck, all the way, and your muscles became real tense. Right. And it, it was it, it was nothing fun. I wonder if they're just testing you, maybe give put a chemical to these guys, let's give them a vaccine, see if it works. I don't know if they... I mean, they. I don't think it's ever been tested. So, I mean, yeah, in a lot of ways, the military are those guinea pigs at wow. the same time. It's like you sign up, I guess your intrinsic motiv- motivations for signing up... Right. Um, quickly dissipate once you find out, like, hey, why am I now having to take something that right. um, seems experimental? Well, what are your uh, What are your thoughts on now? Women, do wh- all right. Let me ask you this: Do women and men have separate um, categories to achieve, and are they different to qualify to be in the military, in the Marines, in the Army, or is it even? Because uh, you got to qualify, right? You got to qualify yeah, to be a marine, so you got to take all these tests. Mm-hmm. Do the men and the women are they the same tests? Like, does the man got to carry two hundred fifty and she's got to carry two hundred fifty pounds? Like, is it something like that? I, w- I would say it would, it would it would have to be equal, right? Um, I, I can't speak to the specifics of that. All I know is that when when I went through basic, I went to a combat arms MOS, which is all male. Yeah. Um, we didn't. There were there weren't any females in our. Uh, basic training there wasn't any females in 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 our job skill right you know uh whether that's combat engineer field artillery infantry they're they're not there right you know, i i don't know i haven't really kept track to see is like hey are they, are they now allowing uh females that opportunity to 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 join combat arms right but i'm just curious because now it seems like they're trying to make it more of an even playing field here and they're letting transgenders oh as well mm. and it's like and i'm wondering even if it was someone that's tr- transitioning during in the army or whatever you would think their mental capacity is changed and they probably couldn't really perform the duties because they're going through a whole change right it's don't you got to be straight you know perfect minded and everything to be yeah, in the that, Marines? that would that would probably maybe be considered you know uh, uh an exception you know, as far as like, hey, you can't 
right you know perform this function um and they would let that go yeah but generally when you go to maps they give you like the questionnaire you get interviewed by mental health right um, but now they're just professional let them in right it seems like yeah lottie dotty everybody right so now so you have you you started this coffee business yes and tell me um it's veteran owned obviously that's you right sir so tell me about it so um you know as as the lord healed me through that process of going through being healed of severe post-traumatic stress yeah uh coming out on the other side of it um i began to like refocus say hey now what is my purpose right and i always had a heart for veterans i know the va has uh failed us in a lot of ways um the, the ministry i'm currently a part of is called the voice of healing um the website's voh.church but through our ministry we are uh we have a veterans program and we're also doing uh sex trafficking as well taking women out of sex trafficking and providing housing and okay. things like that this form and getting them spiritual healing so we're providing housing for veterans we're providing uh jobs paid on the job training for veterans and so uh part of that in order to to raise funds for it um, I have a coffee company now. Mm-hmm. It's called 22 Kilo. It represents the 22 veterans who commit suicide every day on average. Really? Kilo speaks of the weight that, that's, been, that that's um, taken on the veteran community. And um, 22 Kilo 22 Coffee. Kilo. Dot com. Um, and so, but it's exceptional coffee. It's organic, single origin uh, from my farm from Harvest. Processing, roasting, vacuum bagging. We airship it mm-hmm. from the farm to Houston all within seven days. And how much does a bag cost? Uh, right now, we're, we're charging 25 25 And then also part of the proceeds is, is going to uh, our veterans program as well. When Trump was in office, do you feel like he did better for the veterans? Oh, yeah. yeah you I did. Saw, you I, could, saw, I saw a noticeable change. You did. You're not just saying that because no. you voted for him or whatever, mm-hmm. or maybe you didn't. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, saw, I saw a significant change. It was like you went from being told what um, they just basically told you. It's like, hey, this is what you need. This is what you're going to do. If you had any sort of gripes or complaints, it didn't really feel like they were being adequately addressed. Okay. Whereas now when you go in, it's like, hey, this is this is what I need. This is what I want. And, you know, um, they're, they're actually listening and, and, and more so ta- kind of taking our advice listening to what we're experiencing more mm-hmm. and then basing their their um you know prognosis well kind of kind of giving us direction based upon what we're actually feeling because before i mean i was I, i've been run, run-ins with the va ever since 2005 mm-hmm. right and because i was originally four, four years uh active duty army but then but then i transitioned to the air force later okay um well you were in the air force I was in the Air Force as well for a short period. What's up with these pregnant women in the Air Force? What was it? <laughs> <laughs> they made special suits for them. I mean, is that? Well, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. That's I mean, 2021 for, or yeah. Um, <laughs> what do the veterans feel like uh, how, uh, that this country is going to shit right now? How do the vets feel about what's going on? Or I think there was just a lot of veterans that, that had kind of turned about. Maybe they didn't feel like they had like a sense of purpose or a mission. Yeah. Right. Oscar Mike. This might and be their so, mission. And right so now. now, and now I think as you know, more truth is coming out. And yeah. They're seeing actually, like I know, uh, um, you know, me and a, a bunch of my uh, guys that I served with, even back in 2015, you know, we began to see 
you know, these changes that were happening, it was kind of like we started going back to what the, the, the original uh, founders yeah. were, were, were saying. So, so we're going back to a lot of these old quotes and writings. So we're going back to 1776, coming soon? Well, I mean, I with think, the vets? You know, I think, I think there's, there's definitely, you know, with, with resisting any, any sort of tyranny, you know? I uh, mean, but taking care of it civilly first. I mean, they're know? coming down in a few weeks, they're going to be signing this thing where who controls the world health organization is going to control any if we have a pandemic another fake pandemic mm-hmm. there we're under their control and then yeah, I mean, we're getting closer to that one world government everyone keeps talking about do you think that's when the vets will stand up even you know even more i don't know i mean it's just well, i mean what i've seen i mean even even you know even outside the vets i mean just just the reg- the yeah, the the citizens have have. I mean, I've seen a, a stronger show of patriotism just coming from the than necessarily even 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 the veterans. I mean, that's just my perspective. Yeah. But I, I do know just within my circle of veterans, um, there's people speaking out. Right. They're 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 not, you know, uh, taking a back seat to what to what's going on or saying, oh, that's fine. We'll just you know roll over right. basically for for what they're trying to do. But they're actually, I mean, they're, they're out there. They're providing a voice, whether that's through, like, social media or actively in their communities. And so that, that, that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm proud of those, my, my brothers, for, for doing that because, you know, uh, and, and it's really, regardless, I mean, some of them tend to lead, because veterans really aren't, like, a monolithic group right. like most people think, mm-hmm. right? I'll still, I'll still thank another veteran for their service. But we don't always jive on the same yeah, uh, 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 beliefs, ideals, as as everyone kind of thinks we might. Got it. All um, right. So. All right. Well, we thank you for your service. Thank you. And uh, thank if you. you guys want to get his coffee, it is at 22kilocoffee.com. Get it right now. And uh, thanks, for guys, for watching. We are at the Reawaken Tour in Myrtle Beach. Let's keep going. What's up, guys? It's Jess Weber letting you know about Weber'sWay.com slash shop. That's right. We have the Everything I Touch Turns to Shit stickers with Joe Biden with a poop emoji. These are the hot sellers right now, so get them while they're hot. They're great for the gas stations and pretty much anywhere else to remind people who's a piece of shit. Also, we got Where's Fauci sticker. Everybody's slapping these on milk cartons because where is this guy? No one knows, okay? He hasn't showed up in the news or anything. He's missing. So where is he? We got these stickers. Also, we got the official Weber's Way logo with the Punisher flag. That's right. This is a perfect sticker for your car. This is a 3 by 5 just so you guys know. Now, we also have the Pure Blood uh, bumper stickers. Two different designs. Uh, the one with the, the uh, vaccines crossed out and the Pure Blood drop. There you go. So remember, we got to you know be Pure Blood. Remind people. What even pure blood is? Maybe I'll question them and trigger their brain. We have the Give Me Liberty and Give Me Death official sticker right here. This is a hot seller. Also, we have the classic Make America Great Again with the 45 and the Weber's Way logo. Um, 
The next one is Let's Go Brandon with Joe Biden with a Chinese hat and the Chinese flag. Of course, everyone knows that Biden is for China. The next one is Save America because we need Save America. And who's going to save America? That's right. Donald Trump, Trump 45, the official bumper sticker. These are nine by four by three and a half. So get them while they're hot. And remember, use Weber's Way as a promo code and you'll get 25% off. See you there. And guess what, guys? We are teaming up with MyPillow. That's right. You can go to MyPillow.com slash Weber's Way, and you can save up to 66% off. That's right. You can go to MyPillow, check out, and use the promo code Weber's Way. Same thing. Or if you're like my dad and you want to use the phone, we have a direct number, and that's 1-800-654-1268. You're going to save up to 66% off on awesome stuff like this, bigger pillows, king-size queens, you name it. They even have Giza Dream Sheet slippers you can save up to 66% off guys so this is just another way you can support Weber's way by buying my pillow products and guys I just want to say thank you for doing this and also thank you for being a patriot